Welcome back to the Pearls of Poppy. Our third episode will discuss how the British Empire and the big pharma industry knowingly forced addictive opium products on unsuspecting and innocent populations to turn a profit. With us today is a junior at Duke, Rebecca Hogwood. To start off, can you briefly explain, explain why opium was sold in China by the British Empire? Of course. In the 19th century, the British Empire cultivated poppies in the colony of India. Poppies were used to create addictive opium products, and the British sold most of this opium in China in exchange for highly coveted Chinese goods such as silk and tea. The Chinese government banned the trade of opium when they realized how addictive it was. This angered the British government and resulted in two opium wars throughout the 1830s to 60s. Both wars were won by the British and resulted in treaties that disproportionately favored British financial interests. And why, why has Big Pharma been involved with the opium trade in the United States? Big Pharma began marketing opioid drugs in the 1980s and 90s as a method to offer pain relief medically. They convinced doctors and patients alike that pain needed to be treated with powerful drugs. However, the pharmaceutical industry lied about the addictive properties of the drugs they created. The big pharma companies simply wanted to make money off the drugs and they, that they knew were addictive. Interesting. The big pharma in Great Britain use similar methods when exploiting innocent populations in the U.S. and China with their opioids? In a way, yes. Both Britain and big pharma relied on an intermediary to sell addictive opioids. In the U.S., pharmaceutical companies marketed their products to doctors as the cure-all to pain. However, in many cases, they falsely advertised benefits, which caused doctors to highly over-prescribe these drugs, creating the addiction crisis we see today. For example, Purdue, the distributor of OxyContin, hosted many all-expensive-paid conferences for physicians, which has been proven to elicit bias and impact how physicians prescribe medications. Additionally, there were many instances where big pharma companies compensated doctors for performing studies that supported the use of the company's drugs in pain management. One key example was Dr. Portnoy, who, quote, received millions of dollars of funding from many pharmaceutical companies and has sin since confessed that he, quote, gave innumerable lectures in the late 1980s and 90s about addiction that weren't true. Corruption between pharmaceutical companies and doctors resulted in many doctors knowingly and unknowingly prescribing opium to innocent people, which led to the horrible addiction crisis seen today. In China, the East India Company, which was closely controlled by the British government, used Chinese smugglers to sneak opium products into China. Since the Chinese government had initially banned the trade of opium, the British had to find a way to sell their products in exchange for the desired Chinese goods without getting caught. In both cases, there was a third-party intermediate used to directly provide the opium products to the addicted users. This allowed for the British and Big Pharma to shield themselves from blame as the addiction crisis worsened and more and more people became addicted or died from overdose. Big Pharma tried to push the accusations onto doctors for overprescribing, and Great Britain refused to take any responsibility for the disastrous toll their wars took on the Chinese population. The inability of both the British Empire and Big Pharma to be held accountable for their actions demonstrates their lack of compassion and care for human life. That's terrible to hear. So who were the people being exploited by the actions of Big Pharma in the British Empire? In both instances, a powerful group used their wealth and influence to force a chemical onto a weaker group, and this led to mass addiction. The addiction crisis in both China in the 1800s and the U.S. in modern day spanned all socioeconomic classes and races. 
However, one significant factor is that in both cases, upper middle class people were often hit hard by the crisis. In the US, high, addiction levels of high levels of addiction have been found in wealthy white suburban areas. The opium crisis in China during the 1800s also reached the imperial troops and official classes. In both settings, a more affluent and powerful group of people was affected by the addiction crisis. That seems unexpected. Usually we think of the poorest groups in society as being in the most adversely affected by drug addiction. How did the governments of the US and China react to these developments? In the US, government officials have been more sympathetic in the case of white and wealthy addicts by passing drug policies that favor treatment options over prison. In China, high profile figures becoming addicted to opium resulted in the Chinese government taking on the British Empire in not one, but two wars to attempt to stop the sale of opium. It can be seen that the government in both instances was more willing to take action when people who were considered wealthy and high class were impacted. So not only were the British and Big Pharma at fault for the crisis, but the governments in question were also to blame for allowing their respective crises to get as bad as they did. The governments in each respective case were only bothered to get involved when they realized that it no longer ju was just poor people that were being affected and, affected, and instead it was si significantly impacting the richer communities of their countries. The governments did not expect the crisis to trickle up, but when it did, it was already too late. Too many innocent people had already been subjected to the addictive nature of the opium products and their lives were worse off because of it. Thank you for discussing the similarities between Big Pharma and the British Empire in their efforts to gain wealth at the expense of the health and well-being of others. Join us next time to discuss the development of the Big Pharma industry in the U.S. as we see today, a controlling network of corruption and exploitation. Thank you, Rebecca.